6. Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, happy Saturday. What a beautiful day. It's going to get a little bit warmer, and we are, well, we're kind of sneaking up on spring or maybe summer. We'll just fake it for a while, but overall, uh, the weather is trending better. better. We do have wet and dry spots. Uh, Technically, uh, we've been in a drought situation for quite a while, maybe a year or more. Now we're back up, I think, even the weather, National Weather Service tells us. Anyway, we can talk about that. My name is Scott Mosby. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show. One hour today, Cardinal Baseball. So we're going to have a dash one-hour sprint until we go to the Amaranac Total Access Show with Alex Ferrario about 12.20 and then the cards today, 1.15, right here in town against the Reds. And until then, home improvement, everything about your home, how to make it, how to fix it, how to change it, how to get it back on track and appeal to your family because keeping it relevant, keeping it serving your family, keeping you healthy, all those things are for you. My name is Scott Mosby. I am at your service, truly at your service, with 10 phone lines here to answer your calls. I have one thing to do, talk to you, make your life better, do my best, and if I don't know the answer, I'll find somebody that does. So uh, we have a, a whole lot of listeners, you know, about 30,000, maybe more tuning in. We've got a lot of pros driving around doing their business today. They can call in these same numbers, 314-436-7900, toll free 800-925-1120. So if you've got a favorite product, problem, solution, Way to go about doing things, better idea, new idea, different idea. This is it. I am your telephone operator. My responsibility is to connect the answers with the questions. I bring about 40-something, I don't know, almost 50 years of experience in this uh, home repair, building science, uh, construction, remodeling, design, architecture, all of that. Believe it or not, I've been around the block a long time. My father before me, our company is Mosby Building Arts. So my day job, if you will, Monday through Friday, is Mosby Building Arts, and we are licensed architects. So we're completely uh, comfortable, fluent, and functional talented as well, I'd like to think, in architecture, as well of connecting a full construction company with that architectural firm. Because of that, and my personal interest and a lot of my coworkers uh, just desire, uh, we're kind of builder geeks. Um, uh, We love building science. And as um, the last 20 or 30 years have evolved, much of what I have learned, we have learned, and we've learned to fix it in an effective and lasting way, creating lasting value. We had to learn why things work, why they didn't, why many of the practices that we, 30 years ago, are no longer appropriate today because products have changed. The uh, what's called the thermal envelope, uh, the weather barrier around the house, the technology of all the manufactured products has evolved, like all technology, very rapidly. One manufacturer trying to outrun the next on a better mousetrap, as well as the labor, the skilled trade skills, 
have to evolve and the training has to rapidly change and improve at that same rate. So my role, not only here on CAMOX, is to bring as much awareness and experience to the consumers so that you have a good chance to know when you're getting a credible answer or a not credible answer, where to turn, where to look, where to ask, as well as sharing with our CAMOX family. I recognize that as part of CAMOX here, phone numbers again, 10 of them, 314-436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. I recognize that we as KMOX, for the better part of a century, are responsible to come to you. We are your family. You are part of the KMOX family. I am part of the KMOX family. I love this show. I love you. I appreciate your tuning in. I believe you to be some of the smartest listeners in the planet. Well, maybe St. Louis, that, you know, a little bit of St. Louis pride there. Uh, I'm born and raised in St. Louis, and as my role during the week at Mosby Building Arts, I just love this stuff. I can't help myself. And off we go. Well, let's get started and see what we can do. Uh, let's go to Bill. Hey, Bill, good morning, my friend. How may I help? Yeah, we uh, have uh, found some mold after we're going to put in a new surface. And some of it has occasionally appeared off and on, even with the other linoleum. We're gonna we're gonna do a a different floor. Mm-hmm. How do you remove it and keep it off of the furniture? And is and is it a environmental problem inside the house? Uh, Bill, was this in the lower downstairs in the basement and furniture there? No, this is in the main part. We have just a, a single-level ranch-style house. Is there a basement underneath it or a slab home built? A crawl space. Crawl space. A uh, little bit problematic. Uh, I, first thing, I would, have you tested for the relative humidity in your home now after this? Yeah. Uh, what's your relative humidity now? Inside. I don't know. I'm not at home right now. Yeah, that. Well, check that because my there's a big deal because the mold can continue and uh, it, it's important to make sure that the house remains dry enough or else you just keep cleaning and then it grows because mold is all over you and me right now. It's on everything. It's just part of life in St. Louis around this whole latitude all the way around the globe. So how will we lower the humidity? Um, literally, um, well, with a crawl space, you may need to take some efforts with a foundation company to correct and improve that crawl, crawl spaces need to be not a supply of humidity. So there needs to be a plastic barrier on the dirt or the floor, maybe a thin concrete slab, some sort of insulation. Um, there's just a whole lot more to talk about around crawl spaces, but until you stop the problem of too much moisture source into that house, you know, you can have brand new furnace and air conditioner and you're just, you know, sucking the moisture back up from the crawl space. So it's a big deal. So what would be a safe way to get it off the furniture? Well, good old scrubby Dutch, you know, uh, the fabric, any fabric has to be removed and laundered, um, a little bit of bleach in that, uh, uh, soap and water on any kind of furniture. Do the best that you can. Um, 
white, I would do a white glove service. So uh, pretty much anything that you get a residue on needs to be scrubbed okay. and dried. And once it's dried, I would take it outside in the sunshine to dry it because ultraviolet light can affect some of that. Uh, if this is really, if you have any color on this mold other than a gray furry something, I would have it biologically tested, although your health would probably tell me whether it's a problem on, on whether... Our health is pretty good, except that, you know, we're, my wife is, and I have both been concerned. It's kind of like a whitish mold. Yeah. Yeah. That's... It's not gray or... I mean, well, it's kind of maybe gray, but it's not black or any of that... I would really get on, yeah, Bill, get on this because uh, as I age every day, I'm older, I'm more susceptible to all these simple things in life. So um, although the mold may not be a problem, you may wake up in four days and you're a different person and now it is. So. Okay, thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks, Bill. Good question. And remember, dry out that crawl space. Measure humidity up in the main floor of the house. It has to be 50% relative humidity or below. Anything above 55%, that mold will continue to grow. And and if you don't stop the moisture source, you just can't stop the mold. Okay? Thank you very much. Yes, sir. God bless you. Good luck, brother. All right. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, very important here. Uh, I, I don't play around with this stuff because uh, because we live and uh, function well with situations. It doesn't mean those situations are conducive to our long-term health. Uh, so please, uh, if you have moisture mold issues like that, get on it. Uh, and uh, my whole career uh, personally, professionally, is learning to solve the problem Whereas most of what you will hear in our world is the easier part of addressing the symptoms, like the mold. The mold is only a symptom. The problem is the persistent moisture, probably from that crawl space below. Uh, anyway, 314-436-7900-800-925-1120. Scott Mosby at your service. I'm thrilled to be here, folks. Oh, <laughs> it's Saturday in St. Louis. KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Oh, yes, indeed. Home improvement live and lively, as Mike Miller might say. Mike may be a little livelier than me, but uh, I'm just as alive. I, I don't know that I have the great answers. Uh, Mike Miller has his own style. He tends to set the bar. He he is He is the one, the only Mike Miller. I'm just... The home improvement guy. Uh, let's get see what uh, what's happening. Get back to the phones and see what's happening here with Dan. Hey, Dan Scott Mosby. Good morning. How can I help, sir? Uh, uh, Scott, um, I wanted to remodel my basement. Yeah. And a house was built in the late '80s, and it's got insulation on the wall down below. It only comes, you know, an eight foot wall comes down about three five to five feet, depending on the ground level, and it's fiberglass with a, like a foil backing to it. And I'm wanting to put studs on. And first question is, do you prefer wood or metal studs in a basement? Oh, I love that. You know what? Uh, I got into that, and that almost one of the first things in my building science evolution. I thought, you know, steel is better because it, it won't absorb anything. I got into it with uh, Joe Lesterbrick, who is one of the leading building scientists in the country. Uh, his point was wood manages moisture. It inhales moisture, and it exhales moisture. Steel, you get moisture in the wall. As soon as the dew point hits, it turns into droplets, and you have standing water. 
So he is a big, 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 big proponent that wood studs allow a large range of uh, moisture management, which in St. Louis, we have a wide range of moisture variations. So believe it or not, wood studs by far, if you have too much moisture to handle with wood or steel, you have too much moisture, period. So his point was, um, although a treated plate down on the floor, uh, one of the tricks also right. of the trade is sometimes put a uh, foam half-inch foam underneath that plate. If you're prone to having water leakage, it, it you won't have the moisture wick up inside that that stud, but treated plate on the floor. Uh, but his point was wood, wood, and wood, not steel. Okay. All right. Agree. So if I got that insulation on the wall, should I, you know, do, do I, it would be a good idea to insulate the stud wall too, or yeah. don't yeah. have any more... No, Dan, I'm, right. a, I'm a big proponent. Now, I, I don't like a vapor retarder. I don't like the foil. I don't like the craft face. Although, if you're going to have it, you have a good one. I like unfaced fiberglass or unfaced uh, batting, whatever it is, so that the moisture comes in and comes out. If you use latex paint on typical gypsum with wood framing, that whole assembly, as we call it, will inhale and exhale moisture so it allows it goes through if you put a, a oil-based paint on the drywall it blocks the moisture from moving in and out of your wall cavity so unfaced fiberglass all the way from the top to the bottom so you control it you're just isolating yourself from the outside and insulating from the concrete wall a little bit but it goes all the way to the floor because it's the last time you're going to be able to get to it now that what right. you've done is you now own that inside space so that means you have to heat it, you have to cool it, you have to ventilate it, you have to dry it. I mean, so right. that's that's the cool part of it. So, Okay, so that answered my other question about the vapor barrier. So perfect. Yeah, no so vapor just barrier. Just leave that other insulation. Yeah. What's, what's that? Just leave that other insulation to add more to the studs on the outside of it and... Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and go. Okay. Yes. Now, yeah. keep in mind when you put that stud wall up there at the top, Dan, you now need to fire block that with either galvanized steel or a two by block. So when you put that two by four wall up, you'll be an inch or two maybe from the uh, floor joist away from the concrete. Uh, you right. can't. You you have to close that in. You can't let a fire start in the wall and then spread way up to the ceiling. That's the, that's right. what the fire guys right. and that's why permits and drawings and all that inspections are good. That's why I thought about maybe spray foam in that joist cavity to block any air, and that will help. Oh yeah, that in, so. Ab absolutely. Now you you that's that's an air blockage. This is a fire stop. That you right. know the whole you know the whole management of fire is. Yeah, if it comes, we're just going to slow it down as much as we can, which means contain it. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Right on, Jan. Thank Appreciate you. It. Go get them. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX, I can't help myself. I, I love this stuff. I, I learned all these things, probably half of them, by failing, by messing it up. I, I'm just like you. I love stuff. I, I'm, I'm bold. I'll try things. I am well-educated. I'm exposed to a lot of stuff. But, you know, uh, tr trial and failure is part of the learning experience. My mission today is... I'm your trial and failure guy. I've been doing this for half a century. Our company, Mosby Building Arts, has been doing it for 71 years. Uh, we have a 10-year warranty because we stand behind that stuff. That doesn't mean we don't have problems. It means we stand behind that stuff, and we work very, very, very hard not to have those problems. Uh, anyway, let's see what's cooking here, see if I can sneak in a Charles. Hey, Charles, Scott here. Good How morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, I have a... Uh, I had a... a Steam heat in my house. Yeah. 
and they came in and put in central air, and I got rid of the radiators. Now I got a long cast iron pipes in the basement, and I thought about using a jigsaw to cut cut it, cut it. But uh, is it a one man job or a two man job? Uh, generally two man job because once it, you cut it and it goes to fall, sometimes it falls on you. So it's mm-hmm. more of a safety issue. You'll need one smart guy running the sawzall and one guy just holding it up. Or Charles, you can kind of put hangers on those pipes to where you put like a loop metal piece or a, almost a catch that, but it's just a safety issue because when those pipes start falling, yeah. you know, they bounce around like, you know. And uh, I try to get a, a rep, they, they show on a, a website to use a wrench to uh, untighten them, but I couldn't find a wrench big enough for the, uh, the nut on the pipes. That's why I went with the jigsaw. Yeah. Now your, has your boiler has all, all been removed? No, it's still in there. They didn't remove it. They turned off the le- they turned off the electric. They turned off the gas. They supposed to empty the the boiler, okay. but I haven't you know disconnected it. They uh, didn't disconnect it. That's the first thing. Removing the boiler. Uh, think of that as the heart in the body. So mm-hmm. your patient may be dead, but you still have a possibility of it reviving. So make sure you use wrenches. Remove that boiler. Watch out for asbestos. Uh, anything that's white, fluffy, papery looking, you mm-hmm. may need to have an asbestos abater come in. Uh, if it looks like asbestos, I promise it probably is with steam heat. So watch yourself. Don't mess with that because six parts per billion is bad. <laughs> so, yeah. so all you have to where do is would, sneeze Where on. would I get a wrench? Where like, can I get wrenches big enough to uh, untighten the nut? Oh, generally you can get those at uh, tool uh, rental places. Sometimes it oh, might okay. have to go a couple of places, but you know, uh, unless you're in the business, that that wrench could be two hundred dollars, and you're only mm-hmm. going to use it once or twice. So, you know, that's uh, oh, okay. Have, that's why I went to Lowe's and they didn't have it, so I didn't know yeah. where to go get them. Yeah, Lowe's is pretty much a consumer store, whereas right. you, you get you go to a tool rental and uh, and and measure the measure, and if you can as well, Charles, take a photograph of it on your phone and just say, "Hey, this is what I'm dealing with. I'm taking this off. Uh, can you help me with uh, the tools?" And you're going to need probably two wrenches, one on each side of that nut, one to hold it, and the other to turn the nut. Oh, okay. Yeah, be careful there. One wrench may not get you where you're going. And uh, with a gas is hooked up to the 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 boiler, that's easy to take off once it, you shut it off like you do uh, for the water, hot water here, right? Yeah, but I would make sure that uh, gas is something that I'm, I'm pretty sharp with, but I would urge you call the gas company and just say, look, I'm about ready to do this. Can you just make sure this thing's good? And he'd probably disconnect it for you as well because they don't want you to blow yourself up. They'd rather they'd rather help you on the front end than pick you up later on the back end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. You bet. Good luck, Charles. You too. Bye, Bye now. Home Improvement, trying to help you out there, uh, do-it-yourselfers. Uh, we've got a big uh, contingent of do-it-yourselfers, uh, weekend warriors, whatever you want to talk about it, that um, my guy, in my professional life, um, our, our classic clients are do-it-yourselfers that just kind of ran out of the ability or the willingness to do this stuff anymore. But, you know, if you, if you recognize good work, then we appeal if so anyway, it's kind of funny that way. Uh, let's see what's cooking. Uh, let's see if we sneak Fred in here. Hey, Fred, Scott, good morning. How can I help, sir? Hey, Scott, I got a question on, uh, I had a utility room moved up to the garage. Yeah. And there's the power, uh, the power panels about two and two and a half feet from the electric box. Is that in code? 
uh, your electric panel, uh, two and a, say this again, please. Yes, I have electric panel. Um, it's 200 amp service. Okay. Uh, and they, I had this utility room up, moved up to the garage. They put the water lines in with like two, two and a half feet from that box. Is that okay? On I, a code in Madison yeah. County, I should say. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, think about a leak. If uh, if the pipes are on the left or the right and they start to drip or they break and the water comes down and it would miss your panel, that's kind of the sophomoric measurement of, uh, but if you run a pipe over the top and you put a joint right above the electric panel, you know, if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. Murphy's Law one day. So if your pipes are two, two and a half feet from the side, you're you're pretty good as I understand it, Fred. Yeah, he's told me I was. I just had to ask. It just seemed different because I know in a hot tub you got to be like six or seven feet from the plug, the plug in itself, the junction box. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, I mean, keep in mind now you don't want a spigot over the top of an electrical outlet. So yes. keep in mind the building code is kind of common sense. Uh, you, you know, yeah. so uh, and I really respect your question. Uh, it costs nothing to ask the question three times. It's okay. You know, it's just yeah. a question. So. Uh, kudos to you. Uh, I, I don't think it's a problem without seeing it specifically, but the way you describe it sounds, you know, cool to me. No, that sounds good. I didn't want to drywall it and have to rip it back out. So, well, now here, here's the, <laughs> here's another <laughs> here's another answer. I don't live in your house. If you're losing sleep over what's there, change it. You won't stop losing sleep until you. So, I mean, what's good enough in the construction world? It's not my house. If you're comfortable you know what i mean this is about you not about me so make sure that your uh house is is safe and good for you okay i do appreciate your time and thank you very much all right thanks fred good luck thanks bye bye uh yeah and as it calls out uh help helping it out uh we have a seminar uh coming up here in a little bit um, it's going to be May 19th and it's on additions up and out pop up we call them pop tops you can you know put a second floor on top of the house additions a lot of those are adjacent to family room and kitchens usually somewhere related to a kitchen uh, that's May 19th uh, up and out and that's uh, if you want more information you can uh, check out callmosby.com under seminars and uh, just sign up uh, that's coming up here so May 19th I promise the weather's going to change. I promise you can put it on my name. Summertime is coming. It really is. I promise. Anyway, Scott Mosby, KMOX at your service. I love being here. Thank you for joining me. And we have more coming your way. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, back together, Home Improvement, Scott Mosby. We are going to fire up the phone lines. I have Bosco the gerbil in the back of me. He's pumping out 50,000 watts. And, man, we've that little light bulb that measures. Oh, it is just burning brightly, enough that we can talk to Ray. Hey, Ray, Scott Mosby here. How can I help you, my friend? Uh, good morning, Scott. Uh, I really enjoy your program. Uh, I'm a retired carpenter. Right uh, on. Welcome. <laughs> I, uh, it kind of runs in our family, uh, Anyway, I have a house out here in South County, and the roof is probably about 15 years old, uh, three and a half, twelve. Okay. Easy roof to, well, kind of a backbreaker. But anyway, <laughs> only you uh, and I understand that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm debating whether to put another roof on it or just tear off the first roof and uh, go from there. 
So I don't know. What the heck would you do? Well, um, Ray, the reason you called me is you're not really sure. You don't know whether to trust what's underneath it. Um, typically, the industry for um, clean warranty and also for checking the substrate, let me let me put it to you this way. Would you like to know that all that plywood and sheathing underneath that 15-year-old roof is all in good shape uh, before you invest and put thousands of dollars on top of it? So for a pretty yeah. cheap price, yeah. you can... You can you know, one of the things in medical care or emergency medical care is bear the wound. Make sure you know everything that you're up against. Well, as a carpenter, you know I'm I'm kind of throwing this back. You know, how are you going to sleep in five years? You always going to wonder whether you got it. <laughs> well, uh, fifth, well, probably 15 years ago when these when my wife said, "Yeah, get my get somebody else to put a roof on," because I had an eye injury or something. Uh-huh. But uh, anyway. Uh, the roof was fine 15 years ago when they went down to, to uh, the tar paper and all that. But uh, I still don't know what to do. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll just take it off. I mean, it's an easy roof to work on, but uh, I'm only 76 years old. And like I said, retired carpenter, that'd be no problem. Yeah. Yeah, it's but, really, uh, it really is. It's a risk management thing. It is very common to roof over with a second layer of roof. I'm not that guy, though. I, I, you know, I'll roof over second time if I have to for financial. I mean, I can spend any amount of anybody's money. So, I mean, but the better job, <laughs> sure. the better yeah. job comes with a clean substrate, whether it's painting, framing, roofing, you know, whatever coating. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll answer that. Good. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, I would say, Ray, in your world and your career, you probably saw some surprises. So uh, this is one opportunity <laughs> yeah. where you can at least forcefully uh, deal with your supplies as conscious on your on your terms instead of it being thrust on you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Ray. Bye now. Bye bye. Bye bye. There we go. It's you know, Ray. Ray knows how to put in a roof. He knows how to strip off a roof. He knows all that stuff. Sometimes it's just thinking it through with you know how you're going to sleep at night because that is that is the message. So whether my plumbing works great, my roof is good, and all, if I'm worried about it, something's wrong. It's not good enough, and that's why you know oftentimes people say, well, how much does this cost, or how much does that cost? And the real question is. How far is far enough for you as a consumer? Uh, you know, how good is good enough? Um, so it, it very much, uh, um, I know it gets kind of touchy-feely, but home, safety, security, and um, health, really, uh, the more the, the technology has changes, it changed, health is a very important part of heating and cooling because it manages the moisture, which then slash manages the mold. We started out the first hour with a question from Bill, a mold on the furniture. The next one was uh, insulating or framing his own basement. Uh, How do I do insulation and vapor retarders on a lower level basement? Well, that's moisture management. That's mold. That's health. By the way, when you do all that insulation stuff right, You really own that space and your responsibility for proper heating and cooling and air conditioning and moisture management from that heating and cooling. That doubles because you've done a great job isolating, insulating, and building that space. So now you control it, but you also own it. Good, bad, or ugly. Make sure it's good. (laughs) 
All right, Home Improvement. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show. Scott Mosby at your service. I'm wound up. I love Saturdays. It's a good time. Um, I get to come down here and visit with, you know, 30,000, 40,000 of my favorite friends. Uh, anyway, and I'm part of the CamoX family. Hey, Scott Mosby at your service here on CamoX. Bosco's smiling at me. Time to go. We'll be right back. There's a lot happening in St. Louis, and Mark Reardon is there to bring it to you. I like to make sure that people know exactly what the big stories of the day are, and we like to talk about what everyone else is talking about. From the news of the day to what's happening in entertainment. I love movies and music, and I like to bring people a step closer to the entertainment that they're watching and listening to. And there's always a lot of fun. Jane Duker, she's an easy target, and Carol and Chris Raby and the whole gang. Get in the know. Afternoons beginning at 2. With me, Mark Reardon, weekdays on KMOX. Welcome back to the Helitech Foundation Repair Home Improvement Show. Now, once again, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, we lost the callers here. If you want to pop in a quick call, it's uh, 436-7900-314-436-7900. I know it's getting close to lunchtime, bean time, you know, but, you know, ah. Bosco and I are just sitting here by ourselves twiddling our thumbs. 436-7900. Also, on the uh, Call Mosby website, we've got some great blogs. I kind of like blog, B-L-O. I don't really know what a blog is, but an article describing something I care about. Yeah, I'm into that. Anyway, on on this page for uh, our homepage, Paint Trends 2018. I'll tell you a little bit about that. Also, uh, information on extra space for the grandkids. They tend to come along with a bunch of stuff, you know. They come with bikes. Bicycles and car seats and high chair. Where do you put all that stuff? How do you hide it? Also, tips for choosing your new windows. Uh, there's so many windows out there. What's the right one for you? How do you go about making that choice? Also, design your family-friendly kitchen. Yeah, kitchen is the entertaining center of the universe now. Uh, And everything starts with food. This is not a new trend. We used to huddle inside of caves and build a fire, and then we cooked up whatever we would go out and hunt. I know this is thousands of years ago, but humans have been gathering over food. Food became a celebration of the harvest, of the hunt, of success, and then of togetherness. Flash forward today. We're still doing it. Food is fun. Again, it's gathering around, sharing a meal, breaking bread goes all the way back uh, in the scriptures. So, you know, this stuff, kitchens are a big deal. Most of our projects at Mosby have a kitchen in the center because the kitchen is the center of the house. Very important for all of that. So anyway, just places you can go to find out more. We have seminars, we've got blogs, and, you know, again, the outreach here of X is to help you at your service and as well likewise that is the mission when not on the air let's see what's cooking here i've got a caller thanks steve i'm so lonely thanks for dropping in and how can i help you my friend yeah scott i've got a uh, question the the ceiling of a shower if you're not going to tile it what is the best material well uh, the best material for the ceiling of a shower is tile <laughs> which okay. is exactly your issue. If you're not going to tile it, and I've danced this way, Steve, sometimes we have curved plaster and it's hard to, to tile and all. Ideally, it's a waterproof surface. Now, uh, a seven-foot tall ceiling where, you know, I'm almost six feet tall, water hits the top of my head, sprays up. If that's a drop soffit shower, then that needs to be tiled because it will get wet and recurring wetness is not good for drywall or plaster. 
Uh, now, if it's up at eight feet, that splash is going to be intermittent, and it's really not going to get it wet. It's just going to dampen it. And now, at that point, then it just needs to be a pretty impervious. Then you get into the various glosses of paint. Sometimes we'll go into an oil-based paint, Steve, um, you know, just because it's, it's a little more water-resistant uh, and impervious. Uh, but paint at its best... Um, you know, is not a, a water-bearing surface. So tile number one, uh, oil-based paint two, latex if you can get away with it, but it'll come with maintenance. Have you ever heard of a green board? Is that something that's common? Oh, yeah. Uh, you will have green. Green board is just a moisture-resistant drywall, which means that it manages moisture. It's harder. It's flatter. Um, it resists moisture better. Uh, and it just has green paper on it so that we as installers know when we're dealing with that. And a building inspector walks and sees that green board in a wet location, uh, backsplash around sinks, showers, tubs, any of that has green board. So that's still independent. That's just a great substrate to put your tile on. So all my answers still stand, hopefully, on top of green board and not standard drywall. All right. Thanks very much, Scott. I appreciate it. You bet, Steve. Uh, two or three opportunities to avoid a problem is way more successful than, you know, just regular drywall. So uh, that's why we use green board so commonly. Gotcha. Thank you. All right. Bye now. Bye. Next up, let's talk to Joe. Thank you so much, Steve and Joe. I was uh, wondering here, Bosco and I were talking to each other. Joe, sir, how can I help you, sir? Yes, I've got a, a new deck from last summer. I put two coats of a stain on. Yeah. Will it hurt the stain if I put a coat of uh, Thompson water seal over that this summer? Uh, yeah, that they're mutually exclusive. Your stain, uh, there is, uh, um, Thompson's water seal needs to soak into the flesh, into the actual fibers of the wood. Uh, so you're effectively painting what, I'm going to crude this up, you're painting glass so it won't go in. You'll actually, and, and then the chemistry of Thompson's mixing with that stain, Joe, can, you can wind up with a real messy uh, chunk of goo on top of that wood. Do not do that. You need to, um, those coatings are all chemistry, and that chemistry all has to get along with one another. Okay, thank you very much. Good question. Thank right. you for asking. This could have been an absolute mess after you did some really good, strong work. Thank you. Right on. Bye now. All right, some good questions. Thank you very much to my friends. Steve and Joe bailed me out here. I was getting lonely in the last three minutes. Just need a little bit of love. Stay tuned. Cardinals coming up. Have a few more minutes of home improvement after news, weather, sports. <laughs> 